Welcome to the FootballCoachesCorner.com podcast, where football coaches come to collaborate. On today's podcast, we're going to speak directly to those of you who are assistant coaches and wanting to move up in the ranks. This is Mark Holcomb with the Football Coaches Corner Podcast. Now, I know there are a lot of people listening to this podcast that are assistant coaches. Maybe some of them are young and developing, and some of them are, uh, you know, older, more experienced, that are ready for, feel like they're ready for that first head job. But uh, I want to speak today about some ideas that will help assistant coaches develop. Uh, and I've been a, a head coach for the past uh, 16 of the past 18 years. I've been coaching since 1992. And have coached uh, football, golf, baseball, softball, so a lot of different sports. And I just want to uh, give you some ideas of some things that I feel like may help you as an assistant coach if you're you know, trying to move up to the ranks, move up through the ranks, which in today's day and age, uh, everybody is uh, you know, out to move up as fast as they can. And uh, you know, titles become big things right now, and I think those uh, are sometimes overrated. You know, if, uh, if I was interviewing somebody, as a coach, I would look at them and I would want somebody from a successful, uh, you know, program, but obviously somebody who's willing to put in some work too. So I'm going to give you a few of those ideas today and just share some of these things with you. Um, number one thing I would say is uh, as a head coach, uh, explain to your assistants, you know, that they have a list of responsibilities and work with them to make them better. Now, what I mean by that is, you know, there's going to be sometimes when your young assistants just don't know exactly what what needs to be done. Uh, you know, we have a saying around here uh, at our school that there, there's always work to be done. You know, we don't leave immediately after practice, after games. You know, we have, uh, you know, a list of things that each person's responsible for doing, whether it's laundry, cleaning the field house, uh, sweeping, making sure the jerseys are, uh, you know, put up. And uh, as a head coach, I think my responsibility is to be right in the middle of that. And so, you know, as soon as the game's over, I'm going to be be a guy who's going to make sure that the, we put the laundry in. I'm going to be the last one to leave uh, at the end of the evening. And I think that just sets a good example for those guys. But a lot of young coaches don't understand coming in, you know, especially if they're right out of college, uh, you know, who who does all those uh, types of things. So I would say, uh, you know, I think that's a good idea to make sure that those guys know exactly what, what there is to be done. And, and, again, there's always work to be done. Now, we pass out with our uh, our guys every year uh, a sheet that basically tells them, you know, what things they're responsible for. Uh, this this could be game night, practice night, you know, whatever. Ideas that I, that I uh, give my guys uh, are just to, for you guys is, uh, you know, such as greeting the other team, setting up the video equipment, getting the game balls out, the iPads out, you know, uh, you know making sure that uh, things are ready, things are set up. We usually do our setup with our – field prior to uh, to the game that day if we're on the road. You know, we've got a checklist that we go through of stuff that we put in our trailer. And we want to make sure that we, uh, you know, when we get where we're supposed to be or whether we have a home game that we have everything that we need there. You know, I've been, uh, uh, like I said, doing this about 28 years. So I've been to uh, to a game where there were no balls to warm up with. I've been to a, uh, a game where we had the headsets and no batteries. So, you know, there's, those are things that just uh, – you know, I think uh, some, sometimes uh, you forget about or you take take for granted, and if you don't have that aside, I think that's a, that's an issue. Um, uh, one of the things I like to do with my coaches is I allow them to have input on our game planning. Now, uh, you know that would be that could be 
from our new coach that's a year in uh, and, and, and to explain to you our situation a little bit in case some people uh, are listening to this that have you know a lot of different levels we have we're nine through 12 so we have a JV team which is ninth and 10th grade and then we have a varsity team which is 11th and 12th so you know we, we do a lot of game planning for both of those and so we want to allow our coaches to uh, have valuable input now with that being said we also want to make sure that they understand we want to do things that are in in within our scheme. We don't want to add stuff just because we saw something on TV that weekend that worked real well. Uh, but we do allow our guys to have uh, input on game planning. We use a template that many of you have uh, have looked at and some of you have uh, purchased off our website. And that template helps them figure out a way to be involved in the game planning and also uh, you know give them an idea about how we want to go about game planning so I feel like it'll help them uh, in the future as they continue to grow in their coach too uh, we, we let them you know obviously all of our coaches coach a position you know we're not broken down into a varsity and a JV staff you know I have I have the offensive line and I have a coach who has the offensive line with me we're not a JV offensive line coach and a varsity offensive line coach we coach everything together so every coach on our staff has a position and uh, our coach you know we allow some of our younger coaches to uh, to work and uh, and call JV games, so we want to make sure that they're getting involved and, and and have input on those levels too. And you know, we try to treat everything exactly the same on Thursday night as Friday night uh, in terms of game planning adjustments. You know, coaches so that they'll you know everybody will get feeling good about those things. Um, one of the things that I think this this is a, an area that I uh, needed to grow in a lot when I first started is you know explaining to coaches how to watch film, uh, what you're looking for. You know, the, uh, there's a – I remember the first time I went to go scout a game and I think uh, I was student teaching, uh, you know, 22 years old, uh, finishing up college, and they gave me a, a piece of paper or, or a, a pad and a couple of pens and said, here, go scout the game. Well, I got to the game and I had, you know, no idea what I was looking for. I knew I was supposed to find out what their base defense is, what their offense is. But, you know, the more and more you watch films, you start to figure out how – when you're looking at it to start with, it's just 20, 22 jumbled bodies. And then as you get better at it, you figure out exactly what you're looking for. So, you know, I think if you explain to your coaches how to watch film, what you're looking for uh, exactly on that film, then that gives them a better idea. So let's say that you have a young kid who's coaching your uh, receivers. Uh, you know, you, you put him in charge of finding out the coverages that the other teams are, are running so that he knows exactly specifically what he's looking for. Uh, you know, grading his own players in terms of routes. And then if that player, you know, that coach wants to be, uh, you know, a, a more well-rounded coach, then you say, okay, go to the other side of the ball and look at the defensive backs from their, you know, their standpoint or is your guy or your guys giving away anything. And, uh, you know, eventually work them to the, uh, you know, the offensive and defensive lines and linebackers. So I think the more you have, the more you are, are able to do with those guys in terms of watching film, just the better off they're going to be. Um, I'm a firm believer that, that you hire somebody who is going to be loyal, who's going to work hard, and then you as a head coach can teach them football. You know, you if you have enough knowledge about it and your coordinators have enough knowledge about it, then you can teach them what you need them to know in terms of, you know, position-specific drills, uh, in terms of, you know, uh, uh, you know, how to eventually become a coordinator on a smaller level and then work into that. You know, you you got to be able to teach those guys football. But if they're somebody who's going to work hard and they're going to be there every day and they're going to be loyal to you, then I think that that's important too. 
Um, I think you, anytime you get a chance to have your assistant coaches present to your staff or to other staffs, you know, in, our, in the area we're in, uh, we meet with other staffs quite often. And I think uh, one of the things I value the most is I've got some coaches on staff that, that really enjoy presenting to the other staffs just to talk to those guys. And, and also it helps you become a master at what you're teaching. So if you're in, you know, your defensive coordinator and you meet with a, you know, another staff at uh, their defense and talk to those guys and your, your assistant coaches can present, it just makes them kind of, you know, feel much better about what they're doing. Uh, they, not only do they become a master teacher, but they also become a teacher who's got to answer questions because some of those other places, you know, we, we don't, we don't meet with people. So they, uh, you know, say yes, every time we meet with p- people and try to get uh, ideas off of it, uh, you know, uh, one of the things I would say as a head coach that, you know, you need to do is your, your, your hardest working coaches, your most loyal coaches, I think those are the ones you need to try to move up the food chain. Now, the, the, you're also taking a chance here because, you know, the coaches that are hardest working and more loyal, sometimes moving up might mean, you know, moving to a different school. It might mean going from, you know, being my – uh, linebacker coach to being a defensive coordinator at another school and I think as a head coach you have to be okay with those moves as long as you know they're progressing in the right direction but you know speaking to coaches on staff you know if I've got a position coach who's just working his butt off then I might move him up and let him be you know uh, responsible for uh, one one or two of the special teams just give him a little bit more responsibility involved in that maybe put a little bit more on his plate in terms of uh, you know helping to break down film so just I think if you give those people more responsibilities it helps them uh, you know realize that they can you know become more involved and become more part uh, a more part of your program and that there is room for you to move up Um, talked about you know teaching your coaches to uh, work with their position now you know I'm a coach who I I really don't want to micromanage so I'm going to I'm going to allow my coaches to be the head coach of whatever position that they're teaching. I'm going to explain to them beforehand what I want done and how I want things done and always be available for them to ask questions. But I also want them to be able to coach in their own style, not use my style. Each person has a different style, what fits them, what works best for them. So I want to allow them to create that relationship with their uh, position and, you know, we, we talk all the time about relationships and about, you know, how being the head coach of your position, we want those guys to come and talk to you and have a good relationship so that they can ask you honest questions and get honest feedback. Uh, so that's a big thing too. Um, I have a couple of young coaches on staff that uh, do our social media. I think that's a pretty good thing for those guys to do too. They have, you know, Twitter, Instagram, uh, you know, they take ownership and they can promote our program. They do this a whole lot better than me because – you know, again, I'm a 50-year-old guy, so Twitter and Instagram and all those things weren't around, but I think it's a, a very good way to promote your program, and those guys are a lot more tech-savvy with those things than I am, those media platforms, so I think that's a good idea to do those too. Um, in terms of meeting, I think, uh, you know, we I'm fortunate. The majority of my coaches are on staff at school, so like right now, you know, we're meeting, we're, we're working out three days a week during this time uh, because we're not playing until the spring. But, you know, we get together. Uh, we attend clinics together in the off season. We meet together all the time during, you know, might be school work days, uh, you know, going out to football games right now, just watching places to go, but go to clinics. And, you know, I think if you can get your whole staff together, it's just a, a whole lot easier for those guys to become involved 
and to you know feel more comfortable about what they're doing and going to those uh, you know clinics and when we go to clinics we uh you know stress to our guys that we want to make sure that they're in the clinics and if you know there's always something to learn so if it's you know if you say well there's nothing for me to learn at this clinic uh they're talking about the double wing well you know we play a double wing team so we need to go in there and learn what makes the double wing go so that we can learn how to defend it so i think there's always something to look at uh, like i said before we're always meeting with uh coaches from other teams, staffs from other teams to try to, you know, it might be through Zoom or uh, it might be in person trying to do those things. We've done that over the past few years. Uh, one of the things, if you've listened to our podcast very much, you know that we do uh, we do a Monday meeting with our team. So that's uh, you know something that we do uh, during the season. Every Monday we start the week off with, you know, character development or it might be something, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, how to, how, how to do a handshake, how to talk to uh, – uh, how to talk to and respect a female, you know, how to tie a tie. We've done all kinds of different things in there. But I think if you allow your assistant coaches to present in those Monday meetings, it gives them a little time to lead too. And, you know, they uh, obviously we want – I want guys on my staff that want to uh, be head coaches or be coordinators. So anytime they are given a chance to lead, I think that just helps them uh, out, you know, so much. I also have – a couple of guys on my staff that I think are going to be great head coaches. And I want to try as much as I can to mentor those guys. Uh, and and to, I don't want to hold them back. I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to, you know, say, hey, you don't need to take this job. You don't need to take that job. I'm going to be honest with them, you know, if they have an opportunity, what my thoughts are about that opportunity. But I'm not going to hold them back by being selfish. Uh, and with that being said, I want that, that, uh, that coach to be involved in a parent meeting a player meeting, a meeting with a teacher about grades. You know, I want them to help to develop and build their resume uh, as they can come and also just be honest with them and the feedback that I give them. And I think uh, the coaches we have on staff here, we have a, a very good relationship where we can do those uh, those things, you know, all the time. Uh, as an assistant coach, I think it's important that you keep your family involved. You know, I'm, a, like I said before, 50. Both my kids are uh, college or graduate school so uh, I think you need to understand, make the uh, assistant coaches understand that, you know, their their families need to be a part of uh, of practice. If they want to bring their kids to practice, then, you know, I think they can do that. And obviously it depends on what age they are and what they can handle. But I think, you know, you you need to help your coaches understand that the fam- spending time with your family is important. You know, we're going to spend enough time together uh, off the field, you know, doing other stuff too with family outings and just hanging out. But, you know, they need to have their families, uh, you know, growing up, my son was a ball boy. My daughter was a, a ball girl. I have a coach on staff now who's probably one of his kids is probably going to be the ball boy. So, you know, I think uh, those things just, uh, you know, add to, you know, and, and our our kids need to see, our players need to see us interacting with our family uh, to give them, you know, a, a good example, I think. Um, one of the big things, I think, you know, I've heard so many people say, I'm ready to be a head coach, I'm ready to be a head coach. I think uh, assistant coaches need to see the unnoticed parts of being a head coach. Now, my guys do a really good job of this, you know, but there are people out there that, you know, don't understand the laundry, the cleaning up, you know, the buses, the scheduling, the calendars, all the meetings that you deal with, not to mention the mowing and the throwing sand. You know, there's a lot of different things, and each person has their own situation as to what they're in, but uh, I would say – as a head coach, you're doing a disservice to your assistants unless you show them all those things. You know, I don't want my 
uh, assistant coaches to become head coaches and then just be overwhelmed by all this. So, you know, letting them have a little bit more uh, input on these, I think, are, are pretty, pretty good ideas. Uh, you know, I'm a, uh, still a bit of a micromanager. I try not to be. I, I, the older I've gotten, I've gotten a little bit better, I think, at this. But, you know, you need to evaluate your coaches and be honest with them. Uh, you know, and stress the importance of being on time, uh, you know, to, uh, talking to your to your guys about, you know, in individual settings about being on time, uh, being a good role model on and off the field. You know, our guys, uh, you know, for forever what it is, you know, we're not going to cuss our kids. We're not going to cuss at practice. Uh, so we got to be a role model, you know, on the field, off the field, in the community, uh, because you got to realize that somebody's always watching us and it might not be just uh, – you know, our players or our parents, it might be a player who's coming up, uh, you know, again, with that social media is involved in that too. So we tell our guys to, you know, think about that before they they do that. Um, a hard thing, I've had a couple of coaches on staff that played for me and became coaches with me at an early age. And so, uh, you know, one of, the, one of the guys is 19. And so he, he was a year out of college or a year out of high school. He had, you know, played with some of the guys that he was trying to coach. So it took him a little bit of time to realize, and this I think a lot of people do this, especially young coaches, um, the importance between relationships, mutual respect, and the fact that, you know, you don't, you're not friends. You don't have to be friends with them. You know, you can have a great relationship with someone and have a mutual respect, uh, and they need to call you coach. They need to, you know, not, not by your first name, uh, you know, and, you know, you're, you're going to be in a setting where you're going to joke around with these guys, but – uh, there has to be a, a fine line between uh, the relationship and the give and take with the mutual respect. I think that's uh, very important. Um, uh, you know, in today's day and age, the legality of everything, I think you, you have to stress the importance of supervising your players, uh, the importance of equipment safety, you know, all those things that could lead down the road to uh, lawsuits or legal, you know, legal issues. I think they have to make sure uh, all of those are, are done correctly. Make sure that every decision that is made uh, is made with a program in mind. Now, that's a, that's a tough uh, pill for some people to swallow because sometimes you're having to replace a coach or let a, let, a, let a coach go because you just don't feel like that coach has the best interest of the program. Uh, players, we've dealt with players that, you know, we try to stress to our players. It's hard to be a good player if you're not a good person. And so we've had to let guys go beforehand for just not being, you know, great people off the field and doing what they're supposed to do. And you have to be willing to do that. And sometimes you sacrifice a coach or you sacrifice a player. We don't like to do that. But I think when, when you start to make an assistant coach understand and your players understand that everything – is done with the best interest of the program in mind, then I think that makes things, uh, you know, just a little bit better. So, uh, and the last thing I would say, there's, there's, Coach, I got, there's a lot of list of these things I've got, uh, you know, uh, just a couple things I'll shoot by you real quick. Just, you know, making sure if you're a position coach, there's never enough time for you to have to, you know, make sure that you got plenty of things to do at practice. Coach other sports. If you can coach another sport. Uh, might be, you know, maybe it's JV basketball, maybe it's, uh, you, you know, uh, tennis, whatever it may be, it gives you a chance to lead your own program. So I think that's a, a really big thing. But what I would say is, and I know you've probably heard these, these say, this saying a lot, but 
you know, be where your feet are at. I think if you do a great job of where you you're at, people will notice, and it might be that your the people on your staff notice. It might be some people at another school notice. Uh, it might be that your administration notices. So you know, do the best job you can. If you're always looking for those that next job or that next promotion or whatever it might be i think sometimes people people feel that way and people learn those things about you and you know you can be given a title about a lot of things but if you're not willing to back that title up with the work and uh you know the knowledge that you have and the time that it takes i don't think that title is worth the you know the the ink it's written in so um coaches i would like to uh you know thank you guys for listening to the podcast today uh, you know, if you have any ideas, and I'm sure there's more things out there than, than I just, you know, I just tried to put a list together quickly to give you some ideas about what I felt like for assistant coaches. Uh, feel free to reach out to us on our Twitter, and that's at FB Coaches Corner. Email us at fbcoachescorner at gmail.com. If you go back to last week, we did a uh, kind of a question and answer deal with, with some of our emails that we've received, so keep those emails coming. I'd invite you to visit our website at footballcoachescorner.com. For information, we have video scout checklist, game planning templates, a lot of things that are a lot of free downloads on there also. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, please hit the subscribe button and leave us a review. This helps to move our podcast up the rankings. Uh, feel free to share this podcast with anyone that you feel would enjoy it. If you have any topics you would like to cover, like for us to cover in the future, or uh, if you would be uh, interested in being a, a guest, just let us know. There's uh, you know no resume required or no experience required. We'll just sit down and Get on the phone and talk. And, uh, you know, so just let us know if you got any topics. Thanks again, coaches, for listening. And until next time, continue to coach with pride, passion, and a purpose.